Is Pope Francis making the consecration of Russia and Ukraine and the whole world to Pachamama? It's a strange question. And yet I've been getting it for the last 48 hours. I think this came out uh, maybe Tuesday evening, definitely tomorrow. I spent a good chunk of my day actually looking up uh, all kinds of Byzantine, Eastern, ancient Roman liturgies, trying to wrap my head around a phrase that doesn't appear in the English version of the Pope Francis consecration. The other day when I was with Matt Gaspers, we went through it, we read it, we talked about it. And in that version that we read in English, it refers to the Blessed Virgin, our Blessed Mother, the Immaculate Conception, as Queen of Heaven in English. In fact, you can see right here in the text on the screen. And of course, that's a totally orthodox, legit uh, devotional title for Our Lady. Christ is King of Heaven and Earth. Mary is the Gevirah, the Queen Mother. She's also Queen of Heaven and Earth by divine grace and appointment. But what's strange is, is people started noticing that in the Spanish text of the consecration, it didn't say queen of heaven. It said land of heaven or earth of heaven. In fact, you can see it up here in the top right corner. It says tierra de cielo. Then people looked at the Portuguese. Portuguese has the same. The Italian has the same. Tierra de cielo. And wouldn't you know, as people look, the Russian, the Ukrainian, the Arabic, and I haven't even gone through all of them. I'm sure people are. They're using this title for Mary that none of us have ever heard, and that is Earth of Heaven or Earth of the Sky. And this has led people to be concerned that Pachamama is being invoked. Why would people be concerned about that? Well, Pope Francis has a history of promoting Pachamama as a Mother Earth goddess. In fact, you can see her over here on my left, on your right, I put a big red X on her because it's demonic. It's idolatrous. The Vatican and Pope Francis told us this is not the Virgin Mary. It is Pachamama. We saw her featured in the garden with these weird phallic figures. At first, I was in Rome when this happened. We were told, well, this is Mary and Elizabeth at the visitation. We thought it was gross and disgusting, but they're like, well, at least they're trying to make it Catholic. No, these are Pachamama idols. Uh, here's another contemporary picture of Pachamama. You can see very much that she's a heavenly earth goddess. Is this what is meant by Tierra del, Ciel del Cielo, earth of sky? And why in English was it changed to Queen of Heaven? Did the English translator say, well, this is weird. Um, here's Francis again in the Vatican Gardens with the idol of Pachamama. Here's the procession of Pachamama in the Vatican. It's gross. It's disgusting. St. Peter's needs to be reconsecrated. I just put a beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Truly the Mother of God, the Virgin Mary. Yes, an icon of an indigenous people, true. Enculturation, wearing garb of the local Aztec people, but truly the Mother of God, not Pachamama. Not Pachamama. So, like I said, 
I wanted I went into old Taylor Marshall. I went into pre 2016 2015 Taylor Marshall. Remember from 2013 14 me Taylor Marshall was blogging, doing podcasts saying, "Well, it sounds like Pope Francis is in error here or it smacks of heresy or it sounds weird or yeah, he said we shouldn't breed like rabbits and on and on or Maybe Amoris Laetitia can mean this. Maybe it could be that. Maybe it's a Spanish translation error. And then you watched me on camera and on the podcast over the years grow weary of trying to defend and explain away the errors and the scandals of this pontificate of Francis Bergoglio. And it goes on to this day. You also know that I was involved in a tangential way, in the disposal of the Pachamamas thrown into the Tiber River. This is a big deal. So when I saw people saying, well, if you don't look at the English, but if you look at the Spanish, the Portuguese, the Italian, the uh, Ukrainian, the Arabic, it has this earth reference. As a matter of fact, let me read the line in English and then give you the line as it would read in Spanish. Just a moment. Okay. So he says, Queen of Heaven, restore God's peace to the world. But apparently in the Spanish, it would be Earth of Heaven, restore God's peace to the world, invoking her as the Earth. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to go back into old Taylor Marshall and try to defend the best I can Francis Bergoglio. Let's give him the Benefit of the doubt, although as we moved in through 2019, 20, 21, and now 22, you know that I'm kind of past that. But I said, you know, let's let's revisit this. Let's try to make Tierra del Cielo orthodox. And I did my best today. Um, so before we do that, and I'm going to sh share with you what I found, and I'm sure the people at Catholic Answers are going to love what I found they probably use it to defend Pope Francis. I don't know if it defends them or not. Before we do all that, we're going to turn to our Heavenly Father, first person of the Trinity, and we'll pray the Our Father in Latin. Oremus nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra. Sicut et nos dimittimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libra nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris, et Fidei, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ale Guadalupe, pray for us. All right, just an intro here. Wouldn't it be great? I've heard they've translated already over 35 languages for the consecration prayer. It's going to go on tomorrow, March 25th, Feast of the Annunciation. Wouldn't it be great if the Catholic Church had one single official language in which to do theology, philosophy, and liturgy, if we just had that one approved language, and then the bishops of the earth could join the Pope in consecrating Russia, and there'd be just one approved language that we all could use instead of having to translate into English, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, Arabic, Ukrainian, Chinese, Russian, every dialect of Africa. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if we just chose one and use, oh, we did. It was called Latin, the official language of Rome. This consecration should be done in Latin. 
the mother tongue of Mother Church. In union with the Bishop of Rome, using the Roman language, which is Latin. It's the language that was murmured at the foot of the cross when our Lord redeemed the world on a Roman cross. I talk about all that in my book, The Eternal City, which is why is the Catholic Church Roman? Let's see, I have a picture of it. By the way, speaking of books. All right. I believe I lost everyone for a few seconds there, but I'm back and hopefully everyone can, can find it again. Sorry about that. Hopefully everybody finds back to this link. Okay, so we're talking about why they should have used Latin, but they're not. They're using all the different translations. Very Vatican II. Got to use every single translation. And then these translations have shown a problem, and that is the phrase in Spanish, the mother tongue of Francis, Tierra del Cielo. People are saying, is this Pachamama, the heavenly sky earth goddess? Here's this gross picture I found on a website of people who are devoted to Pachamama. Uh, this is how another depiction of her. She's always naked and she's pregnant with the earth. Whatever. I'm not going to worship that nonsense. It's sacrilegious and it's demonic. Get it out of my face. That's why I got the red X over the Pachamama face. Okay, so I got, as I said, I'm going to try to do the most charitable read. I'm going to try my hardest to say, well, it's Pope Francis is really trying to say this. So, First off, has the Blessed Mother ever received the title Tierra, uh, Tierra del Cielo or Terra Celi in Latin? I searched and I searched and I searched and I could not find anything. I actually did find a reference to it in the Gelasian Sacramentary, which is very ancient Roman Missal Sacramentary. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But I found no place in which Our Lady was referred to as simply Earth of Heaven. I did find two Eastern references that were kind of close. Close, but no cigar. One comes from the Maronite liturgy. As you know, the Maronites are one of the Eastern churches that have their own uh, right, their own church and their own liturgy. And this is what I found from the Maronite liturgy. Let me see if I can drop it in. And it's going to have to go over my face. Okay. The Lord reigns clothed in majesty. Alleluia. I am the bread of life, said our Lord. From on high I came to earth so that all might live in me. Pure word without flesh, I was sent from the Father. Mary's womb received me like good earth, a grain of wheat. Behold, the priest bears me aloft to the altar. Alleluia, accept our offering. So here, Mary's womb receives the seed, the grain of Christ, like good earth. Uh, probably a reference here, too, to the parable of the sower, where the sower throws the seed, which is the word of God upon four different kinds of earth, and good earth accepts the seed and it bears much fruit, right? Here, it says Mary's womb is like the good earth that receives the seed, but it doesn't say earth of heaven. It just has her referenced as the earth. 
I also looked all day and I need your help. I have a very faint memory from about 20 years ago. Reading in Bonaventure. And I believe this was in a in when I was a Protestant in Protestant seminary. I believe we are reading Bonaventure. It could have been someone else, but I think it was Bonaventure who made some kind of analogy. Just as Adam was taken out of the pure earth that had not yet been cursed by God, so also Christ was taken from the pure earth, which was not cursed by God, the Blessed Virgin Mary. I think Bonaventure makes that parallel. Again, that would, in a way, be a reference, whoever said it, and I think it was Bonaventure. There's probably some scholars out there that can help me and correct me. I could very well be wrong, and maybe I just made it up in my mind in a dream one night. I don't know, but I have this memory of that. I searched all around in my books and Googled, and I could not find it. But that could be one reference. Another reference, which is a bit stronger, comes from the Akathist hymn. The Akathist hymn is for the Eastern Church like the rosary is to us. It is the very heartbeat of Marian devotion. And the second stasis in there, I found, has actually the closest thing that we're going to get to the title here, Earth of Heaven. Let me put it on the screen. That's going to have to go on my face again. Here it goes. Okay, so this is the second stasis. And it goes, you know, uh, it says rejoice, and it does a title, and then rejoice, and a title, rejoice, and a title. Okay, so rejoice, mother of the lamb and shepherd. Let me put it over here. Rejoiced, rejoice, sheepfold of spiritual sheep. These are all addressed to Our Lady. Rejoice, defense against invisible enemies. Rejoice, key to the doors of paradise. Rejoice, the heavenly things are exulting with the earth. Rejoice, earthly things that are dancing with the heavenly ones. Okay, so again, I think this is a stretch. But this is the best I could do to muster up a hypothetical defense of Francis. And again, I'm not, I'm not here to defend Francis. He doesn't need a dad on a webcam to come to his defense. I'm just saying, if I were Catholic Answers Live trying to defend Pope Francis every week, this is the kind of stuff that I would pull up. Those last two that I read, Rejoice for Heavenly Things Are Exulting with Earth, this shows that Mary truly is the gate of heaven. How does the second person of the Trinity come into our world? How does the second person of the Trinity enter into space and time? He does it by assuming a human nature from the immaculate womb of the Virgin Mary. So yes, she is the gate of heaven. She is the means by which the Logos, the Son of God, the Son of Man, enters into our time. She is the means by which the second person of the Trinity assumes human nature with a full intellect and a full will and also body and blood. And he could offer that body and blood with his intellect and will on the cross as the price for our redemption. Without Mary, the Logos, the second person of the Trinity, does not have body blood to offer as a propitiatory sacrifice for us. And that's the whole point of the sacrifice of the Mass. So she is the gate of heaven. And as we see here in this last one, for heavenly things are exulting with the earth. So heavenly things are, of course, God, but the angels. 
They're now exulting with the earth as we see glory be to God on high and on earth. That's the Gloria. And then the last one, rejoice earthly things that are dancing with heavenly things. Okay, great, but it's not really what we see in the consecration prayer, tierra del cielo, earth of heaven. By the way, I forgot to mention that even um, Bishop Strickland put out a tweet concerned about this controversy. I probably should have led with this, but uh, Pope, uh, sorry, Bishop Strickland says of Pope Francis, as we join Pope Francis in the consecration prayer on March 25th, we must pay special attention to Mary's titles like Queen of Heaven. There are questions about some translations in other languages. We must ensure that all translations are accurate and honor Mary, Queen of Heaven, end quote. That tweet came out today at uh, 10.30 a.m. here in Texas from Bishop Strickland. And Bishop Strickland, thank you for expressing your concern. He's talking about, if you're just joining us, these weird translations. Of course, in English, it says Queen of Heaven, but in Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and other languages like Arabic, it says Heaven of Earth. Is that Pachamama? It better not be, Francis. Better not be. Okay, so I showed you two Eastern examples that don't really do it. I tried. I spent some spent some time working on it, but it didn't work. So then I was like, well, let's just get into the Roman rite. Let's start searching Latin texts. You know, and I'm gonna look for what would be the Latin. Terra Chaley. And wouldn't you know? I found something. It was the preface in the Gelasian Sacramentary, the preface for Epiphany. Let me put it on the screen for you. It's the actual phrase that would be Tierra de Cielo, Terra Chaley. Here it is. You can see it in the second line. Quenatum in Terra Chaley, Dominum Magis Stupendibus Nuncieret, but guess what? The Terra, grammatically here, although it is Terra Chaley, and it would be translated, if you just abstracted it out, Earth of Heaven, if you actually follow the grammar of the Latin, it doesn't actually say that at all. It's really that the Lord, Chaley goes with Dominum. It's that the Lord of heaven was born on earth, right? So Terracelli are there together, but they're not together as a concept. And of course, it's not in reference to the Blessed Virgin Mary at all. So yes, we do find these two Latin words together. But again, this is no rescue or help to Pope Francis for putting in Tierra de Cielo. Okay, so once again, the translation here is that the Lord of heaven, Chaeli Dominum, those go together, was born on earth. And then that last part, Magis Stupendibus Nuncieret, is um, which should announce to the stupefied magi or the, the uh, wandering, uh, wandering, not wandering around, but wandering with a W-O, wandering magi. So, Okay, we found it in Latin, but it doesn't help, right? It has no actual 
reference to Mary and the, the grammar actually breaks those two words apart. Is there anything else that we can do to help Francis not make this sound Pachamama-ish? I mean, I guess you could say, well, Mary is of the earth and she was assumed into heaven. So earth to heaven. Therefore, one of her titles is Terra Chaley. But again, there is no reference that I know of and I might be missing it. And maybe that Bonaventure or whatever hint that I gave away a little bit ago, maybe there's an answer there. And maybe I'm just a really poor and uninformed theologian. I do get things wrong. If you watched my podcast or listened for the years, you do know that I get things wrong. And I have to come back and say, hey, remember two weeks ago when I said this, I was wrong. I looked into it and here's the right answer. I could be wrong on this. I'm just trying to address it. So Brian here on the live chat says, Taylor, you're struggling not to put a square peg in a round hole. I know I am, Brian. I'm making a rhetorical point. See, people are like, oh, Marshall is just going to like dog on Francis. No, I'm actually going to be charitable. I'm going to do the Thomistic thing like Thomas Aquinas and give the best objections possible and try to put the, give those objections as a charity, as a gift, as a donation to Francis and say, well, maybe you mean this. Maybe you mean this. Could be this. Maybe this. Maybe this. But then we have to put it on the scales and weigh it. And I'm concerned. I'm concerned just like the good Bishop Strickland who lives down the street from me, street in a highway sense, that we must be careful that the translations are proper and accurate. The English says queen of heaven. The other ones say earth of heaven. What is going on? Lex orandi, lex credendi. The law of how we ought to pray is the law of how we ought to believe. Our prayer, whether it be the rosary, the Mass, or here, a consecration. The words matter. It's not enough to say, well, God just kind of knows what we mean. When you're speaking to a king, when you're speaking to a monarch, when you're speaking to God, the Creator, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Let your words be brief. Don't babble on like the pagans. Say what needs to be said. I've heard the Society of St. Pius X bishops are doing their own. <laughs> They're not going to use this one. That's what I've heard. Maybe I'm wrong. They're going to use a different formula. And all of this, everything that's gone into this is chaotic and it's confusing. Confusing. And I tweeted out this morning from 1 Corinthians. St. Paul says, God is not the author of confusion. In the Vulgate, in the Latin, it says, God is not the author of dissension. When you come before the mother of God to obey her, it should not be chaotic. It should not be confusing. You might say, well, why are you making it confusing? I'm not making it confusing. I didn't bring the Pachamama onto the altars. I didn't bring the Pachamamas to Rome. I didn't bring the Pachamamas into St. Peter's. 
I didn't have a Pachamama liturgy in the Vatican Gardens. I am a Catholic trying to love Jesus Christ, looking at all this stuff and saying, how do I make sense of this with what Jesus teaches in the Bible and the 12 apostles teach? What every pope has taught for the past 2,000 years? How do I fit this? How do I take a, a square peg into a round hole and make this work? Because I can't see how it works. The dissension, the confusion comes from Pope Francis Bergoglio. It is so chaotic and it's so confusion, confusing. And St. Paul warns us, God is not the author of confusion. God is the author of peace, of decorum, of rightly ordered passions, rightly ordered thoughts, rightly ordered words. I heard a good priest the other day of the Fraternity of St. Peter. He said, over the past 2,000 years, the church whittled away and found the best way to pray to God. The holy sacrifice of the Mass. You don't need to go in there and add or take away or massage. That's pride. Whether you add or take away, just come in and be before God. Same thing with this consecration. It should be short. It should be sweet. It should be obedient. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about this topic. A priest. I'm sure he won't mind me saying, Father Dave Nix. We were talking about this. And uh, he was like, you know, God doesn't want us to be so legal, you know, to canonical and legal. And is it valid if this? And is it valid if Benedict shows up? If it's valid if Benedict's in private or if he's in public or if 93% of the bishops or 84% of the bishops or the Spanish says this and the English says this. This is too much confusion. Shouldn't be like this. He said the three children, it was not this confusing. It wasn't cutting corn. It said, ho, ho, ho. Remember in the story of Fatima at the very beginning, the three children have to say their rosary every day and they're cutting corners. They have to say the Hail Mary 50 times for a rosary. So instead of saying the full, beautiful prayer, the Ave Maria, Hail Mary, full of grace. Let's pray it together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Instead of praying that prayer, the children were saying, Hail Mary, 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 Hail Mary. That's ten. That's one decade. The children were playing games with Mary. The children were cutting corners. They were adding confusion and Mary said, don't do that. Don't be playing games. Just because your mom says, hey, I want you to say uh, 50 Hail Marys today. You don't go and play games and say, well, she said say 50 Hail Marys. So I'm just going to say the two words, Hail Mary, 50 times, and I'm going to check that box. That's not how we negotiate with God. That's not how we play games with God. You do what is told. In the book of the Apocalypse, it says that the devil, Satan, the dragon, the serpent, 
he attacked Christ and Our Lady, the woman, in Apocalypse chapter 12. And then after the woman was taken away from him, it said that the devil then went to make war against the rest of her children. Those who keep the commandments of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ is the exact reading there in the Apocalypse. We must keep the commandments and the testimonies of Jesus. There is no faith alone where you just believe and God just doesn't look at anything else. No. We have to keep the commandments. We have to keep the testimony. This whole thing about Fatima is an indictment on can popes do their job? Can they follow a simple set of instructions? My deepest concern for this whole situation is that it reveals, you know, if a pope can't meet basic criteria of the pope, consecrate Russia in union with all the bishops to the Immaculate Heart. It's something that can be done in under 30 seconds. Well, it's going to take some ordering of the bishops and all that. But once it's set up, it's something that could be done in less than a minute. And here we are coming up on a hundred years or more. If you can't get that done, can you get theology right? If advisors come to you and say, well, don't John Paul II, don't say Russia. That could offend people. Aren't advisors coming and saying, well, don't say this and do say that. And, you know, put a Buddha on a tabernacle and maybe kiss the Quran. I mean, what's going on here? If we can't get this small consecration right, can we get the liturgy right? Can we get the mass right? If we can't get this right, can we get the breviary right? Can we get canon law right? I mean, if we can't get something so small right, we can't. What can we get right? Leave me a comment below. Do you agree? Leave a comment below. Or if you're in the live chat, leave a comment right now. Do you agree? Is this a sign? Is this like you're driving in a car and engine light comes on? You need you need to go in for service. It seems that the consecration of Russia, which has been attempted six or seven times in the history of the church since it was asked for, is like an engine light on. Catholic Church, wake up. We got problems at headquarters. I remember asking a priest, a traditional priest, I was like, why did Mary ask us ask for this if she knew it wasn't going to be done? He goes, aha, that's the reason. Because it reveals to the world that it won't be done. It's an engine light. It's a bell going off saying, they don't get it right. 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 And why is that? I have no idea. You know, you could call it diabolical disorientation. You could call it disobedience. You could call it infiltration. You could call it ignorance. Maybe combination of all that. Maybe it's all the same thing. Yeah, we need to know who's the patron saint of mechanics. Because we got an engine light going off in the church right now. The church will never be destroyed. The church will never be dissolved. The gates of hell will never, ever destroy the church or overtake the church. But the hierarchy can be infiltrated. That's why I named the book Infiltration. 
How do we know the hierarchy can be infiltrated? Because Judas Iscariot on day one. Because all the great heresy arcs, the arch heretics, were clergy. Not lay people, they were clerics. Martin Luther, Arius, Nestorius. These were the clergy leading people into heresy. Infiltration. And we've been told that in the end times, I'm not saying it is the end times, but we've been told in the end times, we will see much of the clergy fall away. Look at Germany right now. Nearly all those bishops want to have LMNOP unnatural unions and bless them and support them and bring them before the altar of God. I shouldn't say altar, before their Ikea wooden tables and bless them. All of this goes back to Amoris Laetitia by Francis, which sort of closes one eye to invalid and illicit marriages and gives communion to them. You see the connection? All this stuff is connected. So anyway, I am, uh, I'm hopeful. I'm practicing a hope that God will receive this. It certainly is, you know, at least they're saying Russia and they're saying Immaculate Heart and the, all the bishops have been invited. But I just sense that there shouldn't, uh, God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of dissension. And here we are within less than 24 hours. And people are like, well, what's going on with the prayer? Tierra de Cielo? What, is, Mary the, is Mary Earth? Earth of Heaven? I don't know. All right. Well, what can we do? It's Lent. By the way, today we are halfway done with Lent. Isn't that great? 50% done today. If I counted correctly on my calendar, maybe I messed up. But I think today is 50%. Day, halfway mark. Do not take your foot off the gas. Do not. In the early church, they ramped up all the way into Good Friday. Keep ramping up. If you fail, that's okay. Keep your eyes on the prize. The prize is Jesus Christ. You must fast if you can. If you're elderly, if you're diabetic, if you're young, if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, please do not try to be a heroic faster or even fast at all. Seek a doctor. Talk to your family. But if you're a healthy man, I'm a healthy man. Fast. Pray. A lot of people want to do exotic penances like wear salises and wear hair shirts and cords and walk on glass and sleep on nails. Look, in the Bible, when God asked for penance from the people, he asked them to fast. They also wear sackcloth. But primarily, it's fasting. You humble yourself by fasting. And the great spiritual masters say, unless it's insane fasting, uh, any other penance needs approval from a spiritual director. Don't go do any hardcore penances without running it by a priest, people. But when it comes to skipping a meal or taking away delicacies or things that delight you in your diet, you don't need to go and run that by a spiritual director. These are That's a basic penance. I'm not going to eat breakfast. If you're a healthy person or I'm going to skip a meal, 
or I'm no longer eating dessert, or I'm no longer having salt and pepper, or whatever that is that you're doing for the Lord as a penance. That's just good, basic penance. So we must do penance, we must pray, we must fast, if we can. Again, if you have eating disorders, there's something in your life that's where you have some sort of metabolic problem, don't do it. If you are a healthy man or woman, consider it. Let's pray and let's fast. Again, I withheld judgment. I said, let's wait until the thing actually happens. I even jokingly said to someone, you know, we're all talking about, oh, it's going to work. Oh, it's not going to work. What if he wields out a Pachamama or a potted plant that says Pachamama while he does it, or he walks out with a bunch of Lutherans and Anglican bishops and co-consecrates all that? Then we'll be like, whatever, you know, we don't know until it's done. So hold out hope, pray and fast. And I will say, in order to be saved and go to heaven, you have to have grace in your heart, sanctifying grace, and you must have the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Faith means you believe everything taught by Christ and his apostles in his church. Charity means you love God and you love your neighbor. Hope is the one that we don't know too much about, right? Hope is the trust. Faith is like, here's everything you should believe, and you say, I believe it. Or you say, this is a chair. It will hold your weight, Taylor. And I say, great. But then you say, sit down on it. If I'm going to sit down on it, I hope that what I believe about it is true. In other words, I'm putting my weight down on it. That's your hope. Your true hope, your true hope is in Christ crucified. That's where you put the full weight of your sins, your mistakes, your errors, your evil deeds and thoughts and actions, you put your full weight of that on Jesus on the cross and he bears it for you. That's how you hope. Ultimately, our hope is not placed on a certain cardinal or a certain bishop or a certain priest or a certain nun or really anything down here other than the sacraments which lead us to Christ and the sacramentals, our hope is in Christ. If you go to Our Lady, Queen of Heaven, say, where's my hope? She'll say, there's your hope. Our life, our sweetness, and our hope, we say to Mary, but that's because she points and says, do whatever he tells you to do. She is the aqueduct of all graces flowing from Christ to us and bringing us to Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. So don't lose your hope. Your hope's in Christ. Whatever does or does not happen on Friday or next week or in the next 20 years does not change the fact that the way to be saved and to get to heaven is the faith, hope, and charity in Christ as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. It doesn't change. You still have that. Our hope is in God. Our hope is in the sacred heart of Jesus. Our hope is also, in a relative way, in a lateral way, in the heart of Mary, which leads us to the heart of Jesus. That's why we're all talking about the consecration in, in the first place. All right, let us all pray a tender Hail Mary to Our Lady. 
and ask God to give us the virtues, an increase in the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. In nomine Patris, et Fidei, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in molieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. Nomine Patris, et Fidei, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right. Thanks for watching today. I appreciate everyone. I forgot to say at the beginning, if you like this video, do the thumbs up thing. Share it on Facebook. And if you're new, you know what to do. Please subscribe. There's a should be a subscription button in the bottom right corner. Let me get Pacha. I don't like that. Get all this Pacha stuff off. I was going to have to bless him, Logan. Subscribe and hit the bell in the right corner. You'll be notified when I go live. I'm going live almost every day. So you don't want to miss that. So hit the subscription button and hit the bell. What else do I have to say? Oh, Infiltration is like 43% off because it's a number one bestseller. You can go to Amazon.com and get Infiltration. Let's see. Oh, a special thanks to all the Patreon supporters for supporting my writing, especially this last month or so. Um, you are supporting the genesis and the creation of this new book. So a special thanks to all the Patreon patrons who are generous supporters. If you'd like to support the work that I'm trying to do, like this video and the research I'm doing, go to patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. I'll send you, depending on the level of your support, I'll send you signed books, merch, coffee mugs, pray the rosary stuff. So go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash DR Taylor Marshall. And a reminder, all these podcasts are made available on Spotify, iTunes, Audible, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can listen to the Audible version of what I'm saying right now on all those podcast platforms, including Spotify. It's syndicated on Spotify. So just put my name, Taylor Marshall, into your podcast apps, and you'll be able to listen on the go. Um, I already said subscribe. Okay. That's everything. Thanks for watching. And remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed.